it's compa time. It's compa time. Compass for life. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Compa Time Quarantine number 365. Has it really been that long in quarantine? That's Yahweh! definitely what it feels like. <laughs> That's definitely that exactly what it feels like. Yeah, it's exactly us to uh, coronavirus. Yahweh! Yeah. That's yeah. enough! Shit! You, you guys know that's actually uh, uh, Vaca on 18th Street has a banner that says Yahweh. Yahweh! With the guy crying and everything. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. That is hilarious. All oh you my God. Chicago fans. Yeah. All the, our Chicago people know what we're talking about. Today, we are talking about something a little different. So, you guys have no idea what I'm about to say. Ooh. And I hold all the power. A mystery topic. And it's very, very, very juicy. Just kidding. It's Ooh, spicy. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a topic that I've been thinking a lot since 2016. And it's a topic Damn. that I don't think that we've spoken about either off mic, on mic, or in person, or via Zoom, ever. Um, really? Yeah. He said he doesn't think even we have talked about it. Yeah, I don't think it. we've ever really discussed so this. So I'm very intrigued. Ooh. So Lay it in, on us. in your lifetime, being, you know, uh, Mexican-Americans, you know, children of immigrants, being an immigrant, have you ever, ever experienced racism, prejudice, or any other judgment because of your ethnicity, your language, your skin color, your last name, or because you were a little bit darker than your counterparts. So hmm. I bring this up because obviously what happened in 2016, and that brought out a lot of people um, that I knew who I thought I knew, right? And, and brought out different colors of people and, and different ways. And it made me think about, you know, how my ancestors and my people and like my family came to this country. And, you know, the time frame they came is similar to all of everyone else's time frame. And it was a different world back then, right? So what have you guys experienced, you know, in high school, in grammar school, growing up? Um, because I think my experience is slightly different than everyone else's. Interesting. Well, for starters, when you say what happened in 2016, what are you referring to exactly? Uh, the election of a racist bigot who okay, sexually that's... assaults women and allows other... That's what that's I what thought you were referring to. That's what I, re- I thought you were referring to. I thought you were, you know, it could have been like a personal experience that happened to you. But I was like, wait, is this Trump related? But yeah, no, it, just the okay. fact that it gave liberty for everyone to just be outright racist now, right. no matter if they're racist against you know us or anyone else. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, well, f- I'm going to start with racism. Never left. Okay. It, it was always. It was always among us, and you know the the racists were always among us, and it was only until Trump uh, came into uh, the spotlight, really, the political spotlight, right? Because he's always been a, a, real, a reality TV star. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until he started running for president that he basically opened the doors for every racist bigot to just flat out uh, just come out of the closet, really, come out of a hiding. Uh, I have experienced uh, a few racist slurs back in the day. Really? But I never let it bother me. 
I'm the type of person that I really don't care what you think if you don't. So I'm the type of person that if, you know, if you're not supporting me, if you're not taking care of me, if you're not maintaining me, if you're not in any way, form or fashion, you know, my life has nothing to do with you. I don't care about your opinion. You can think I'm a piece of trash. You can think I'm, you know, an idiot. You can think I'm stupid. You can think I'm, you know, a dirty Mexican. I don't care. Like that bounces right off of me because like I said, my life does not revolve around you. So I could care less what you think. And I don't even, you know, I don't think highly enough of, of, you know, just random people to take their opinions or thoughts into consideration. So I don't let it really bother me. Uh, the experience I uh, went through, this was back in, I think it was like 2008. I want to say it was like 2008, 2000, maybe even sooner. Uh, somewhere in the 2000s. Um, we were going to a car show. I think this was a lowrider show that they did in uh, the World of Wheels, as a matter of fact. It was a World of Wheels uh, that they held at the McCormick Place. Well, it used to be at the McCormick Place every year. Um, and I remember there was always a back street that you, all the cars, the exhibitors, uh, go in through. So everyone just lines up, and you obviously have time slots to get in, so not everyone just rushes into the building. So you have to basically line up in the back street and wait your turn to come in. Uh, for some reason, uh, we, we all got there, we parked, and it's usually custom to go in to the front and check in. Basically say, hey, I'm here, you know, <clears throat> this is who I brought with, how many cars do you have, yada, yada, yada. I remember, um, I remember going up to the front, and I forgot why I was running. Um, I forgot why I was running, but I had to run because I think the line was about to move. I think we were waiting in line for a few minutes. It was like 30, 45 minutes, and like the cars weren't moving. And so we, everyone just gets off and they start browsing around, looking at other cars, looking at all the, basically, all the custom cars that are going in, see what you like, what you don't like. So I had gotten ahead of uh, our people, basically our whole line of cars. And I remember running back and I just hear from the side of, I think it was like a souped up pickup truck. Run, you fucking spick, run. Damn. That like yeah like that and this is supposed to be like a community of people who all have the same interests yeah like we're all like car enthusiasts we're supposed to be here for the same reason and to hear that again I didn't let it bother me but I was like the fuck but because I was running and there was usually all the lowriders go in together all the the monster trucks go in together all the pickup trucks go in together so I really couldn't see I knew it was from the line of pickup trucks but. I couldn't see who it was, who said it, and why. But I do remember it clearly. And that's one of the memories. I was like, damn, like, you had the balls just to, you know, say something like that. I could have easily turned around and busted your shit open, you know, fucked up your car, busted your windows. And you had the car, you had the balls to, I guess, because he was rolling deep with a group of friends, to actually say, run, you fucking spick, run. And... That was the only instance, and it kind of reminded me that, yeah, we don't live in a civil world as much as, and, and it's funny to me because, you know, nowadays we've, I think we've reached in an era 
where everyone tries to be civil. And uh, we forget that there are some uncivilized people out there. There really are. And Trump just highlighted these people. They were never gone. They were, I guess, ashamed to be who they were because, you know, of the times that were changing because of Obama and everything. But then we came these complacent, and I kind of want to say we became the snowflakes that they refer us to because they use the term snowflake because you're soft, you're always, you know, compassionate, you're always uh, complacent, you're always trying to tiptoe around everything and try to be civil. And I really do feel like we let that happen. Like we basically allowed them. And it wasn't only Trump. It was all the civilization, like all of us who back in the day, you would say that shit to anybody. Yeah. And you'd get smacked in the face. Like you would get your teeth knocked out. And I think we all just, <clears throat> we fit the role of what they were like. Uh, Basically, we, 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 we filled the shoes of being snowflakes because we really were, we really have become the society that we're, we take anything. We take anything, we take the shit that they, they deliver, and we try to be civil about it. Um, and like I said, it really is an uncivilized world. I mean, as much as we've progressed as a civilization, we still haven't done shit. Like, we haven't touched the frontier of being civil because there are people like, you know, Trump, and there are racist bigots out there that, now, because of Trump, have felt a sense of empowerment that mm -hmm. it's okay for them to be the way they are. And the only solution to people like that is not turning the cheek, looking the other way. It's honestly, I do believe it's getting down to their level and getting down to that sense of showing them respect because they obviously don't know it. And it's not until the day where, you know, you see a Trumper say some shit to a, a black person and that black person beats the shit out of them. That's the day that they're going to learn and be put back into their place. And I feel that's what needs to happen for us to, you know, go back to the old days where all these racist bigots uh, were back into their closet, basically, or in their closet in hit of fear. So why didn't you that day? In 2008, when he said that, it was, huh? It was. I understand. It was so. You could have turned around and. It was like, so quick. It was so quick in the moment, and like I said, I was on my way to do something. Like I was on my way to. My priority was like, all right, the line is moving. I need to run back to my car, because, like I said, the line is moving. You have to go in. So it was so quick, and it was one of those moments where, I didn't really process it, and it wasn't until I was inside of the building. To be like, I cannot believe that fucker said. Like, he called me a spick. Like, he, he didn't, I don't even know how he knew I was Mexican. I don't know even, it was dark. This is at like 9, 10 o'clock and everyone's trying to check in. How did he, like, even guess that I was Hispanic? And, it, and, it, and at that moment, like I said, it, it just threw me off guard. I really didn't know how to react to it. Uh, so and it wasn't until afterwards, like the entire night, it just kept playing back. I'm like, how, how did he know? And how did he have the balls to actually like say that? Rest assured, I'm counting the days for some Trumper to say some shit to me. 
I am literally just counting the days because I will not hold back and I will post it on Facebook and I will probably go to jail, but I will post it on Facebook and claim that this is what happens when you think that, you know, the rest of the world is just a bunch of snowflakes not willing to do anything. And like, no, if you think you have the balls to say some shit to my face, I will knock your fucking teeth out. I really would. And I'm not going to hold back and I will make sure that shit does go viral so that these people remember that they're, you know, they are the lower form of civilization and they need to be put back into their, into their place, essentially. So that's my... Uh, that's, that's your my story, Strong. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, babe? Have you ever experienced anything? Um, and also, this is a special case because we are all, you know, second generation immigrants, but yeah. you, you are. You, you are an immigrant. Um, sorry to blur your cover. <laughs> you're a proud mexican i did i crossed the border legally yeah and, um, um so did you ever experience anything no i i'm trying to think back to it and i was very grateful to grow up in a hispanic community um i went to all hispanic schools and then when i finally went to college it was up in Albany Park, which is near Rogers Park here in Chicago, which is very diverse. And it was a public college. So it was, you know, a lot of fellow low income or minimal income students that were commuting every day, um, mostly from Southside areas. And it was very diverse and everyone was very welcoming and accepting. Um, so I, I personally don't feel like I experienced any sort of racism or discrimination. I do remember a lot of jokes that we would say jokingly. Like the one that always comes to my head is, um, I think it was elementary school. Somebody was like, oh, why do Mexican girls feel like they run the school? And it's because their dads build them and their moms clean them. Damn, damn. Yeah. That was dark. Yeah. <laughs> and like back in the day, you're like, ha, ah, that's so funny, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. thinking as an adult, like that's fucked up. Like, yes, my dad is does construction and my mom has worked as a lunch lady in a school. Like that as an adult, it like hits you a different way. Right. Um, but I I didn't see it as that as a child. Like I was never called anything. I was I was fine. You won't tell that you're a beautiful brown girl? Like, you never got told that? (laughs) (laughs) That I was a beautiful brown girl? Yeah, anything like that, or, I mean, going to the store, nothing? Um, I remember one of my friends at the time, actually, um, in high school. I, right after summer, and I get brown, right? In the winter, I'm pretty, I'm pretty decent colored. But put me in the sun, and I toast easily (laughs) Um, she doesn't burn i don't burn i go (laughs) straight to tan and the dark the longer i'm other the darker i get so um it was straight after summer it was like when school was starting and i dyed my hair black because i was like my hair is dark brown anyway i'm gonna fucking dye it black i walk in i think it might have been like the first day of school too i walk in and my friend's like why would you do that to yourself I'm like, do what? It's like, you look like an India from Mexico. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I just died. By it. But it was because my, my skin was so brown and my hair was so black that. Yeah. It, and I guess now, thinking of it now, like, that's 
repressing our lineage, right? Like that's saying mm-hmm. that that's not beautiful and that's yeah. saying that that's thought of as less than. And yeah. um, I do want to speak to this in a different view. Mexicans are the biggest racists that are out there. If you think about it. Even against their own people. Especially. Yeah. Especially yeah, against their own people. They always, what is, as a woman, what is the first thing that your family t- tells you? Buscate uno güero de ojos azules. <laughs> All the time. Every single person in my family has told any woman, right? So that your kids can come out light-skinned with colored eyes. Damn, you All just the missed time. the colored eyes. All yeah. the time. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then, you know. Now, I, uh, let, me, uh, let me intercede here. Do you think that plays into this whole view of if you are light-skinned with blue eyes, you just have better opportunities in the world as opposed to being a straight-up Mexican kid? I think in America that's seen as like just so that you'll fit in better but i think in mexico it is seen as superior yeah and we can get into that because that's that's another part of my my idea towards this and i want to get everyone's views on it because i think that it does intertie even spanish yeah even spanish but i want to get the personal views first i want to see how it's personally affected us like in our lives even uh innocent joke like you said like kids right Mm -hmm. Like, that's fucked up. Like, as an adult, yeah, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, not to cut you off, Copa, but that's why, um, to see. Uh, a ver que, and, que, and it also shows the ignorance of people that, you know, Hispanics and minorities have always been the essential workers, the foundation, the backbone of, you know, America. And to always look at it as a lowbrow um, position whether they're farm workers, whether they're janitors, like I was never brought up to disrespect the janitor, to disrespect anybody, really. Like if you're working honestly, you deserve every form of respect as someone, you know, a doctor, a lawyer, a, a, you know, a politician, anybody. It doesn't make you any less what you do as long as it's honest. Yeah. yeah. And I always and I always joke around with, you know, Karen. I'm like, strippers are, you know, they're honest <laughs> working girls. Like <laughs> you know, that has that doesn't take away from them. And, you know, when it goes through it <laughs> it, it, it goes, you know, the same to everything. Just yeah. because your you know, your parents are lunch ladies or, or janitors or, you know, farm workers, it doesn't make them any less. And this whole notion that, oh, you don't want to grow up to be that. Mm-hmm. It's really, it shows the ignorance of society. I mean, our own parents, my dad always told me, go to school so you don't end up like me, right? Well, yeah, because they want something they better They want for something you. better, right. but they're, they're degrading their own work. Like, they don't, yeah. you know, because they themselves see it as it's not to a grander scale. Um, I, you know, I teach my kids, like, every single person in society matters. If there were no garbage men, your garbage would just pile up in front of your house for days exactly. and it would stink up everything, right? So, like, there's no such thing as a job that's... A lowbrow job. Right. Um, also, and, garbage men get paid, like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to let you guys know, they garbage men be making, like, 25, but, um, $30 an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back to your racism point. Yeah. Um, I don't feel 
that it was intentionally racist. What was Um, I did have a college professor oh, okay. who did not take the time to try and pronounce my name. Lucero? Lucero. And I think partially it was because she didn't want to butcher it. Mm-hmm. But it also made it worse. I would have preferred that she butcher it as opposed to not even try it all. Every time that she would hand something back, she would just spell out my name. As soon as I heard the L and the U, I'd already get up and I'd be like, that's me. So finally, towards the end of the year, I think it might have been like finals. She gives me back my final and I'm like, you can call me Lucy, by the way. And she's like, why are you just telling me this now? I'm like, <laughs> you never asked. Yeah. Like she never yeah. asked, how do you pronounce your name? She never, like she couldn't pronounce my first or my last name. Yeah. She never bothered. She never tried. And for the majority of my late elementary up into college, I've gone by Lucy yeah. to avoid the whole, how do you say your name? Yeah. What, what does that mean? How, like, it just, I think that is the biggest thing. Like, because my name is different, I've experienced my, not racism in any way. Well, yeah, it's because just, you have the most unique name out of all of us, right? Your yeah. name is Lucero by birth and you go by Lucy, but yeah. Lucero is, is a very, very Mexican name. It's a very, very Latin American name. And a Latin American person will say it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is a very beautiful name. But... But if you compare Americans are like Lucero, isn't that a oh I would have kids in my elementary school like isn't that a boy name? It ends with an O. And I'd literally just be like, No. I'm the boy. I'm named after a star, okay? She (laughs) sings beautifully. (laughs) You should look it up. But like, you know, Frankie, you know, Francisco, he I'm pretty sure he went by Frank through most of his high school and early days. Or even Francisco is a normal name, right? Yeah, like, it's a pretty normal. Francisco's pretty, yeah. Yeah, Fran- Karen, yeah, Karen. And then Marco, I got bullied my whole life. Marco Polo, so like, <laughs> it's a whole thing. What about Karen. What about you, Coma? What have you ever experienced any prejudice, racism in your life? No, not because, not because I'm Mexican or anything like that. Also, growing up um, in my old neighborhood, I grew up in back of the yard. Um, again, it was. The majority low-income, you know, families and um, pretty much all of them Hispanics. So, no, I never experienced anything like that. Not even when I went to high school. No, I never, I've never had a situation like that when I felt any type of, like, racism or probably some sort of discrimination. Maybe... I've encountered something like that, but I've never truly felt it. Like, as I cuenta como que it didn't happen. Like it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I don't think I have. Thank God, because I don't know how I would um, react yeah, it, to that. It, it sucks to be belittled like that when you know you're 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 a person just like everyone else and then for someone just to strip all of that away from you all that dignity away from you by calling you either a spick or a mexican bean jumper or go and cross the border wet back wet back like it's so it sucks it really does and you know thankfully i've always had a thick skin i've always like i said i don't if i if i don't if i don't even know you i don't care about your opinion basically so it really it's never affected me if it happened 
uh, except for that one time. Now that I'm thinking about it, like it, I, I was really scarred by that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you yeah, think some, about it, because now that you're coming out, <laughs> yeah, you if you brought up the the question, and now I'm like, I, I, that shit triggered me. It really did. I it, I on it. I think that it's triggered you even more, and I can see because when you were saying the story, I feel like, I mean, again, I've never been in a situation like that. But when you said it, I think if I were you. It would have been replaying and replaying and replaying in my head simply more because no te desahogaste. Like you yeah. weren't able to yeah. speak up for yourself or to look at the person and be like, like, what did you say? Like, right, yeah. te quedaste con eso. Like you stood with that inside of you. And, it, and then it's just like coming back and coming back and coming back, coming mm-hmm. back. And it's like, yeah. I can see. So I, yeah, I feel like that's probably why. You know, so that's also right. you're like thinking in the terms of now, right? Like if someone was to say that to you now, you turn around and smack them. And yeah. like back then, you're talking 12 years ago, you were in your early 20s. Yeah. So you weren't in the position you are now. You don't have the same not only security, but self-awareness or self-security in yourself to be able to do that. At least, I mean, you're a different person, obviously. 12 yeah. years, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're like, how did I let that happen to me? And it happens yeah. to a lot of people. Like yeah. for me personally. I I grew up with a lot of racism and prejudice in my life. A really? lot of it. Yeah, and I think that where this is exactly why I thought that you guys would differ from me. Because everyone kind of went to predominantly, you know, colored schools, not colored, but like people Condors of color were in life. your schools. I'm sorry? Condors for life. Condors for life. <laughs> Hear me. Uh and even you, come on. You went you went to UIC College Prep, which is a noble school, and like even then that mm-hmm. was a very strict school and there was still like a lot of kids of color. Yeah. And I predominant I pro I my entire life, um, I went to white suburban. schools. Suburban. Yeah, white uh-huh. schools. Suburban I was either the only person of color or one of maybe three or four people of color, um, in my entire life. In my entire life you know, when you're when you're younger, you don't realize like th- what other kids do that are kind of racist, right? Yeah. Where they're kind of like you're the you're the you're the brown kid, you're the 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 Mexican kid, you're the same color as the person who cuts my grass or cleans my laundry, or the same person who cooks cooks my food. Like, and I didn't have a thin uh, a thick skin growing up. Like, I it did did really affect me a lot because of the fact that I I wasn't doing anything else besides being myself. Like there was a period of time when I was a kid where kids would say that I smelled different than them, that I I smelled like a Mexican. Like think about that. Like as a kid being nine or eight or seven years old and being told you smell like a Mexican. That's because you use suavitel, bro. It's not the downy. <laughs> <laughs> and like now I laugh it off because now I'm like, well, yeah, fuck that. But, you know, it's. Yeah, no, it, that, those, those things hit kids yeah, in a yeah. different way and because they don't see differences. Well, that's the yeah. thing, too. Like I didn't have one. I moved a lot when I was a kid. Uh, I changed schools a lot, not because I was a bad kid. Oh, I was, but not because of that reason. But uh, I moved to schools a lot, so I didn't wasn't able to grow up with a core group of friends. Um, but I, I also just kind of I couldn't relate to these these people because you know we had different cultures and different ethnicities, and mm-hmm. and it just it didn't it didn't click for me. Um, so I kind of had to, for a small period of my life be embarrassed of my culture and my last name and my ethnicity 
in the fact that you know I like arroz and frijoles and I don't like French fries as much, but I love chicken nuggets. Um, and you know that was a little bit more jarring to me, right? And and it, it's it's something that as I've grown up, compa, like you've been saying, like, oh, that guy, what I wish I, he was that now, like those that what happened that life, like I wish I wish I would have known that like I shouldn't be scared to speak Spanish or I shouldn't be ashamed. Yeah. Because I use Suavitel or not, or like. I also like. I'm sorry. I'm looking at it as a teacher view. Yeah. I teach all of that in my classroom. So I also feel like, were you surrounded by predominantly racist white teachers? That well, that's the other thing, right? So like, you get into elementary school and like junior high. My junior high career was not great. Um, I got called to the principal's office multiple times. One of my favorite stories. A short break. Um, some kid did something in the playground and I proceeded to do the same thing and we both got in trouble. So then a teacher comes to me and says, Hey, Marco, why did you do this? And I said, cause this guy did it. And she's like, well, if he jumped off a bridge, would you jump off the bridge? And I said, how high is the bridge? And I got sent to the principal's office and sent home that day. Um, so they give you a mindset of what kind of, uh, I guess, smoke. Smart, smart smart Alec kid I was <laughs> um, and how I didn't let myself go. But yeah, no, I think um, growing up, and I, I didn't notice this, but into high school, right? In high school, it was really, really kind of a shift for me because obviously you're becoming an adolescent, you're growing up, you're going through all these things. But then you realize the fact that like a lot of adults are subtly racist in the way of looking at you and what they expect of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was true. I went to uh, a predominantly white Irish uh, Catholic high school. Um, I won't say what what high school I went to, but I went to a Catholic high school where all of my teachers were white. Mm -hmm. Um, 95%, maybe 93% of the students, of the 500 students, were Irish, Polish, or um, some type of Eastern European of descent. And everyone else was African-American and Mexican. And I think I was one of probably eight or nine Mexicans in, in the school. Um, and yeah, I think that these teachers at the time of my, when I got older and older in high school, started becoming more and more annoying to them, annoying to them, um, racist towards me because of who I was, because of my last name, but also because of the fact that um, it had a lot to do with, you know, who my family is, right? And it had a lot to do with, with that. Um, you know, I was never, at that point in my life, I did have a thicker skin. And I was kind of told, like, if anyone gives you shit, um, just tell them to go jump at the lake. As you know, like, my father is not the type of person to take things super personally. He's more the person to like go jump in the lake. Brush it off and like, yeah. And that's how I kind of grew up. So I had a, uh, that's the mindset I had, but not only for, you know, for students, unfortunately for me also for like teachers. I think. And I was also a smart ass and I also was <laughs> trying to be a smart ass towards the teachers and the students and everything else. Um, so I think that didn't outright help me either. And then. Whenever there was any altercation with me or or anything as far as where my family was involved, as in like parent teacher conferences, things like that, right? You know, we we don't 
they no se dejaban. Like, you know, no se dejaban. They weren't just pushing over. And I think that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, I, I got the brunt of that force. Um, but a lot of kids too, man. Like, you know, being Southside Irish kids, like, you know, w- w- what we are to them are janitors. Um, you know, we're, we're grocery people. We're stalkers. We're, we're those type of people. We're, we're hardworking people, but we aren't, we aren't equal to them. We're not better than them and we're not equal to them, but we're not, not like down below in their few. Like you said, they, they view people. And I, I believe this is true about, um, people of color. They view people demeaning towards them as far as like, you know, they, they do jobs. Yeah. They think they're better because they, they do jobs. And, you know, a lot of our people, a lot of my family, a lot of your family, a lot of everyone's families came to this country and took the first job they could find. Yeah. Because that's had, they had to have food on the table. Right. And a lot of our people still do that. Right. The first job you can find, if you need someone who's going to work long hours and do all this, it's going to be a Hispanic person. Right. Need someone that's going to be minority in general. A minority in general, working their ass off that you can pretty much abuse. It's going to be a minority, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's that's something that we don't kind of kind of hold ourselves accountable to the level of respect that we should demand uh, from other people. I think the racism that you say you encountered, or discrimination that you encountered from teachers, is because a lot of teachers unknowingly they think they're doing good but in reality they're not they have this expectation for a student who's a minority in a sea of white caucasian students a lot of teachers think like oh i'm doing the right thing right if we're watching a movie that talks yeah. about Mexican <laughs> struggles. Let me ask the one Mexican in the room because they have to know, right? They have to relate to it. And yeah. that is yeah. literally the biggest mistake that you can make. It's just making assumptions about a person just because of how they look as opposed to asking them for their experiences and their prior knowledge. And I think that's one big thing that older generation teachers um that have an old school type of teaching resort to that. And I do believe that nowadays people are more liberal and, you know, the teaching styles have changed dramatically to the point where we do try to get to know the child and not the person that they look like, so to speak. Um, And in turn, that helps the kids in the class. Like my kids, you know, we're clapping when we learned about how Martin Luther King let everybody sit wherever they want. And they were like, good, because like, that's what you should do, right? Like, nobody's different. Like, it doesn't, we had a, we have a student who looks like she is African-American. She's from somewhere, Latin America. I, I feel bad that I don't know where, but um, speaks perfect Spanish. And Nobody thought twice. Like, like nobody saw her differently. Yeah. We're just another student in the class. But I think that that, I think the environment of the classroom has a lot to do with a teacher's viewpoint. So, um, and thinking back to discrimination and racism, we kind of did witness some. When? With my dad. Um, when we went to eat for Father's oh, Day. Oh, for Benihana, yeah. We, um, 
we, we're ordering a bunch of food, right? It's six of us. And my dad's like, I want a lobster tail. We're like, it's your day. Like, you can order whatever the, whatever the hell you want. Um, so we call the waitress and we're like, oh, yeah. My dad's with his broken, with his broken English because he still has an accent. It's like, I want the lobster tail. And the lady's like, oh, okay. And she goes to the back and she tries to figure out how big it is. And she comes back and the first thing she says is the price. And my dad's like, that's fine. But like how much, how big it is, like, like asking all these questions about the tail. He's like, no, but, but it, but it costs this much. Are you sure? And my dad's like, mm. yes, I'm, I'm, don't worry. I'll pay for it. Like I have the money. Yeah. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. She was so concerned that like he wouldn't be able to afford it right. or that, or that after he would see the bill and be like, what the fuck? Why is it so much? So right. I think in a sense, it was like just covering her back so that she wouldn't have any issues. But also like, I'm sure she wouldn't ask a Caucasian man that. I think what right. you also didn't notice is that when she came back, she came back with like a manager or like an yeah. assistant manager. Like, no, she didn't come back alone. Yeah. She, she also came back with like someone else. Yeah. And now, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> we were all very confused because like, like why, why did she yeah. have a doubt that, why did she have to ask three times she asked us, it costs this much. Are you sure? We were like, yes, bitch. We wouldn't come here without money. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say, Kuma? I was going to say, um, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe there has been maybe some sort of incident, maybe. Where maybe it was the same server where, I don't know, maybe she didn't understand someone, you well, know, that, and yes. then, that's what and Marco so maybe said. she's might have gotten in trouble before. And so she really wants to make sure, but it sucks, right? It, it really sucks. The, and then we assume like, oh my God, like I've experienced some sort of racism. But then again, like we don't, we don't know, but yeah, in, like in the moment. I can see. Oh, yeah. In, in the, the moment, moment we I would have thought. No, in the moment, we were, like, brushing it off. We were like, oh, maybe it's just, you know, because they don't have a price. When it's something that's based market, on weight, yeah, it's market, market price. price, right? It yeah. can fluctuate. So they just say mm -hmm. market price. It doesn't have a specific price. Mm -hmm. So um, we didn't ask for how much it was. We just asked for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she came back with the first thing that she responded with was the price, which like I get. I'm sure that she has had an incident or anybody else in the restaurant has had an incident. We come from a restaurant background. Like we know how it is. People will always find something to complain about. We get that. Oh, yeah. But yeah. the fact that she like one time should have been enough. Like, yeah. yes, that's fine. Well, how big and is then, it? How much is the weight? Like all that stuff that's actually important. Like, am I, is it going to be worth that amount? Right. Like. Yeah. We don't care the price yeah. and I just with the manager <laughs> right i just think like thinking of it if it would have been a white family next to us oh yeah there would have been who asked the same thing yeah, yeah. there would not have been an issue probably there would not have been an issue you don't think yeah, no. you don't think there would have been an issue or you don't think they would have cared? i don't think no i think there wouldn't have been an issue yeah i don't yeah, think no. i think they would have been like all right cool and then they bring it out they would have brought it up yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure. And like, this is what I've said in the past, especially I think to you, babe, it's like, you know, a lot of it has to do with how you present yourself, right? Yeah. Like people, mm -hmm. the first thing people do is they look at you yeah, and yeah. then they talk to you. So the way that you present yourself says a lot about you, right? If you're wearing certain things, believe it or not, you are going to be, have, feel some prejudice 
depending on what you're wearing, right? If you're going to Benihana and ordering a lobster tail and you're in your PJs, they might be like, yo, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's, it's true. Like it's happened in restaurant business, but you're, you're right. Like if it was something else, yeah. They, if someone, if it's a white family, I doubt there would have been an issue. If it was an African-American family, it probably would have been the same thing. They would have been like, they would yeah. probably would have yeah. checked two more times. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a whole thing, but moving, yeah. moving forward, I think what I wanted to ask all of you right now, everyone's kind of expressed what they've felt mm-hmm. today. Tomorrow, yes. you go to the store. Well, you can't right now, but <laughs> in the future, you go to the store and you either get feel some racism or prejudice against you or you see some against someone. What are you going to do? And Speak I think... Out. I would say something. What would I, you say, Coma? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I would say, but I don't think I would completely stay quiet. I think I would... I would say something for sure. I would like to say that I practice what I preach and I teach all my kids. Like if you see something, you say something. Yeah. Yeah. And my, like we've come up with scenarios, right? Like let's say you're at the playground and someone says, no, you can't use the slide because you're Mexican. What are you going to say? And they're like, uh, I'm going to say that's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) I don't condone violence. (laughs) You slap that bitch across the face. That's what you do. We are peaceful (laughs) fighters. We fight with our words, not with our hands. (laughs) These are actual things that I say in my classroom, by the way. Uh, Um, Yeah. And they're all like, well, that we'll say that's not fair. And like, we're human too. And we're all people and blah, blah, blah. Right. So like, I would, I would want, I want to say that I would speak up. Yeah. But you know me. You would run away. I would yeah. be like, uh. and I think that's the key difference. Because like what Compo was saying earlier, where if it happened to him, he'd slap someone and put it on Facebook Marco Live. Marco is waiting for. I'm waiting, to but tell I him. think I'm not waiting for the the, the violence part. So, <laughs> you know, I think I'm uh, I'm not so much a violent person. No. Like I will get violent if I have to defend myself and everything else. But more than anything, I just want to understand like i would i would love he to would have a conversation with yeah him. i would like, i just want to get like a cup of coffee with way? him and i'd just be like what makes you the way that you are why are you the way that you are yeah because i genuinely what was the reason of you being racist <laughs> because yeah. i think it's just like but, is it societal like, is it I, Tucker Carlson and Fox News? Is it Trump? Is it because, like, your dad was racist and your mom was racist? A lot of, like, it, is, a lot of it is in the environment that the they church. are grown up. Yeah. yeah. I'm a lot of positive. it. Yeah. Children are not racist. No, Children there is, are not racist. There is. But honestly, I really feel like having a conversation with these people are, is not going to get you anywhere. No. Oh, ignorance. I, I think he just wants so to understand the background. I want to try to like understand why, it. Like, I don't like, want to justify it. Yeah, I don't no. want to justify it. I don't want to, like, try to change them, convert them. Like, I just want to. It's just like, why? Just like, why? yeah, exactly. Get into their head. Because to me, if you're, if you're racist, right, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to break that train, that that trend in a family, right? Like you said, right. like, yeah, it goes down from generation to generation, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we've seen in you know a lot of places. Um, you know, that's not my goal. Um, my goal more than anything is just to kind of why, like, what what makes you think this or think that? Because 
my scenario, right? I let's say I'm in line at fucking Walmart and I'm buying I something. I mean, you you kind of came across it in the airport. I was thinking about that. What was that, right? Um, a woman from that's she right. Was, she the was white. Exchange. She was white. I know exactly what happened. We were going to our honeymoon in Greece, and I was at O'Hare International Airport Terminal Five. And I went to the money exchange to get euros because we were going to Europe. Mm-hmm. So I went up to the money exchange to get euros. I exchanged with this woman. And then this other woman behind her, so she has like a little kiosk, mm-hmm. right? I'm waiting in line. Then this other woman and her husband behind her are, are on the phone. And she's like yelling at full volume on the phone, right? As, as loud as she can. And I think the teller just went to her and said, please, can you please stop? And they just automatically went into Fox News mode where they're like, who are you? You, uh, This is a free country. If you don't like it, get out of here. You can't even speak the language. Because she had broken English. Because she had broken English. Mind you, she was white. She was she was like a Polish woman, like a Polish immigrant. And this these two couples just went into that. And I stopped midway, like grabbing the money from her. And I turned around and I looked at the woman. I looked at the man and I said, what gives you the fucking right? And she's like, this is why the, the the husband told me, you're a snowflake. This is why we're going down as a country. And I just said, no, she's just doing her job. You're being loud behind her. What's the issue? And she's like, let's go. Let's go. We can't deal with people like you. And I looked at them like, I don't understand how you went from please don't be so loud to get out of my country in three seconds. Yeah. And like that's and, what they resort and, to. And that's what I mean about the ignorance level being so high that there is no understanding these people because they're so embedded in hatred and and racism whether it's been you know passed down from generation to generation because her their parents were you know racist and their great 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 grandfather you know was in the fucking civil war whatever the case may be they're so embedded in it that they just don't know and see yes they don't know but that goes for everybody like how are we gonna get rid of this right like it has to be there are so many things that are racist that we don't even acknowledge in our own fucking culture how many of us have been like oh you can't end up with a black guy or you can't (laughs) end up with a black woman if you bring a black person into my house you're getting disowned why what is like we're racist too yeah, and, then, yeah. and those are things, right, that from a young age, if you hear yeah. your parents saying, oh, ese pinche que es whatever, and this one and that one, like there are some words that I do not like to hear that are very, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? I think they're words That's that a- we grow up with. Yeah. And we don't realize that. Right, okay. And they're just right. so ingrained but, in us. But, but here, here's the difference. Here, here, let me bring that rebuttal. Yo. We're, we are all taught to lock our doors when we see a homeless black person. I was that's about just, to say that. That's just I was fact. literally about to say that. That's just fact. But that doesn't mean that we're going to outright be blatantly racist against a black person. 90% of my customer base. You can still be subconscious. No, you no, can be I understand. subconsciously racist. That's, that's more falling into stereotypes, which uh, they tend to be true sometimes. I mean, you see a homeless man, he's... He might mug you. I mean, there is a slim possibility. He doesn't have to be black. So he can, can be white. Any other he can be Hispanic. Yes. Street. No, I completely understand that. But that's playing more to a stereotype, mm-hmm. not necessarily to the racist part. 
but like I said, like we we were all told whenever you're going through a bad neighborhood and you see uh, an African American homeless man, you lock your doors automatically. I mean, and that's just that's everyone. I think people, that's a general that's a general rule. Right. <laughs> people say they're coming to Little Village and they say they need to put on their bulletproof vest. Like it's the same thing. Yeah, right. But that doesn't mean that just because you get off at Little Village, you start mean mugging every Mexican you 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 see and pass by and oh, you're a gangbanger. You wouldn't what? go to Little Village if you didn't like Mexicans. No, I, I'm giving you an example. <laughs> I'm giving you they're an everywhere. example. So so we wouldn't I don't think I have a racist bone in my body. Yeah. But I am cautious. I, I, I do, if I see someone that looks to me like they're up to no good, I will either cross the street so and try to walk the other way. you don't have any determinations about a person just by looking at mm, them? Yes, but not depending on the color of their skin. Are you sure? You can, you, yes. You can, I can automatically tell mm-hmm. when someone is up. It doesn't matter who they are. You can tell when someone is up to no good, whether they be white, black, Hispanic, Asian. Like You can kind of tell, yes, I am stereotyping at times but that doesn't mean i'm racist i was just gonna I'm, I'm glad that you said asian i was just gonna ask you how you refer to people from east asia because I'll, i growing up my parents always said oh todos son chinos, todos son chinos. right they're all chinese <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah, they're no, not they're, yeah, they're no, asian they're, they're i Asians. try to correct yeah. my friend over here too well i mean <laughs> they're all that chinese lady um she could have been korean she could have been vietnamese yeah. she could have been like yeah. it's a generalization I fall, yeah. like, fall into that it's a generalization too. i had a i had a filipino guy in our in curry we all called him el chinito he's not chinese <laughs> but i mean he was philippine but no one's gonna say oh el filipino he's gonna know el chinito Oh, and that was like, his nickname. Yeah. Like that was just his nickname. It's like it's not racist. Nothing racist about it. Mm-hmm. In essence, it is. Yes, I understand. It's like In if essence, they call you el Ecuatoriano, but you're not. No, but that's what I'm. I was about to say. I'm like, you guys do know. Like all the other cultures are Mexican. Doesn't mean if you're Puerto Rican, you're yeah. you're uh, Argentinian, you're anything else. If you are brown and you speak Spanish, you're Mexican. Oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so. you know, I think you know. Sometimes what you're talking about, compa, those key things require context, right? Because right. obviously then it wouldn't be racist. But I think I agree with my wife here. We're like, there's some things that we grow up with that we see that we are taught that are inherently okay. racist. Right. And when you go into a bad neighborhood, you lock your cars when you see a homeless men, right? But I think that there is also a lot of other things that we as a culture have been taught, which include interracial marriage. Like mm-hmm. we've always and been same said sex marriage. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a whole different topic. Well, we'll save that for yeah. another episode, but um, <laughs> interracial marriage, right? right? What is wrong with one uh, Hispanic have... marrying uh, an African-American, a white a man, a Chinese, everything else. There are people who don't allow who are married, right? Woman, right. man, married. Man's black, woman's Hispanic. The, her husband cannot go to his in-laws at all. Not allowed to step foot inside their home. Yeah. And this isn't the 1970s. This is 2020. Like, yeah. They just, it still happens. Yeah, it still happens. There was just the anniversary yeah. of love versus the U.S. government, right? Where the interracial couple wanted to, to be together in Virginia. The state did not allow them, and they were thrown in jail. And they sued the U.S. government and the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court upheld it saying, 
these people can be in love and be married just because they're interracial does not mean that they're criminals. And right. let, let's be, let's be real, right? Let's be honest. Let's be transparent. If you see an interracial couple walk in the door, everyone's going to look at them. If you don't know them, everyone's going to look at them, right? You're in the crowded room. You're in somewhere else. Marco and, does that all the time. Even if we see him down the street, Marco's like, oh, look, interracial couple. Like it's some sort of <laughs> well, like, circus act because it's not yeah. <laughs> usually seen. The reason I do it is because I love you, my love. You're amazing and you're beautiful. Um, but I didn't think I was going to marry a Mexican growing up because <laughs> I was, I didn't because I, I was grew up. Shots in, fired. I, I went, shots fired. <laughs> I grew up in white schools and everything else, but yeah the same thing i think it's good that there are interracial couples i don't think that we should view interracial couples as something of out of the ordinary i when i see them it makes me happy because i'm like okay that's the future right because all of our cultures are going to mend unfortunately brown and black communities are typically right next to each other right i mean little village and uh north lawndale uh, McKinley Park and I stayed, uh, the other one next to you. Garfield. Gar- Garfield. Garfield. Garfield Park. Garfield Park. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always next to each other because we are low income, unfortunately. And our people grow up low income. So our kids are going to mix. But there are a lot of, of racism that we, as people of color, are passed down to. Yep. Throughout generations. So then, Even amongst black people, right? There's the whole light skin, dark skin debate. Yeah, there is yeah. a whole light skin, dark skin debate. So what are you going to teach your kids, right? You know, we're, we, we are, are going to have children one day, hopefully. You already know my thoughts. And what, I don't know, that's what I'm telling, asking the <laughs> other two people on the screen here. What are you going to teach your kids? I'm curious to hear Karen's response. Yeah, because. I am going to teach them that it doesn't matter about the color of your skin, but the content of your personality. Okay, Martin Luther King. but it's true like do you still hold that true for like your your sister i get it i get it if look yes if she wants to bring an african-american male home that's fine as long as he's not a fucking deadbeat okay if he is an educated man and he carries himself well and he treats her right so be it if that's who she loves so be it mm-hmm. but if he's a fucking gangster he's a, a gangbanger Gang he's like todo malecho he doesn't have a job he's a fucking deadbeat like no like who's gonna want that for for their sibling and who's gonna want that for my you know my future kids i don't have no one is gonna want that like there's no it's not about you know race it's about personality it's about you know character if my daughter one day says, hey, I, I, I like this black guy. He's cute. Okay, what does he do? Where does he go to school? Where, how, how is he situated? Like, okay, let me meet, you know, present him to me. I want to meet him. You at least 30. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, let me meet him. Let me, let, me see, let me see who this kid is. And then I'll, I'll form an opinion. And if I see that this kid is just up to no good, it's like, no, I prohibit you. I don't care if I have to lock you in the fucking basement. And like, no, that doesn't happen. But I I really do believe, I really do believe like, you know, it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. As long as, you know, it's, 
it's character it's personality it's who the person is because at the end of the day we're all skin and bones like we're all the same doesn't matter but we do have different personalities we do have different costumbres we do have different you know upbringings yeah and that's where it matters what about you coma yeah same thing pretty much um i mean as i was growing up and i started the whole you know started the dating phase you know um my parents have always told me try to look for someone that's hardworking. don't be dating guys get you know buenos para nada that you know <laughs> someone that's hard working someone that um again that's going to support you that's going to treat you right that has some sort of job that or goes to school like something no no um kids that hang out in the corner you know of the house or whatever like in, yeah. in the neighborhood like that hangs out in the parks try to find someone again that has good like upbringings or i don't know how else to explain i'm pretty sure you guys understand me yeah um like find someone that's not a gaming or then yeah um that pretty much have has always stuck to me um and yeah obviously it shows right <laughs> i chose well with man. <laughs> i chose and well with frankie but um and i'll give you this uh scenario uh let's leave race out of it yeah let's say uh, I'm gonna give you this example to you guys, your your daughter, because that's I guess that's what we're more most protective of. Uh, your daughter. I'm protecting my sons too. Oh, okay. Equal All right. rights. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. But your that's daughter comes home one day and yeah. says, "Hey, uh, I've met this guy, and you know, I'm gonna say college. He's studying to be a, a lawyer, or he's you know studying to go to medical school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you guys to meet him. Mm-hmm. At that instant." He hasn't told you race or anything. Yeah. He's going to tell you, you know, what are you going to say? Okay. Bring okay, me up. Sure. Bring yeah. him, bring him along. You're going to say, oh, after you, you're told what he does, like, okay, great. Yeah. Bring him along. I want to meet him. Give me five Fine. minutes with him. He, <laughs> he brings him. You find out he's, you know, African-American. Mm-hmm. I really doubt there's going to be an issue there. No. No. Because you know that this, this kid is doing good for himself. Yeah. Now let's flip the story. He's like, mm. oh, he's already twenty three, twenty four. He's working at Foot Locker. He dropped out of high school. What are you gonna say? You're like, uh, does see, he have any entrepreneurial sure? hobbies? <laughs> like, no, he he wants to work at Foot Locker the, his his whole life. Like, he has. Do they no have goals. a corporate ladder schedule? Like, how he can go up <laughs> by stocking it? No, no, he just wants to work at Foot Locker and eventually become the manager. Este, I think even in both scenarios, right? The first one where the guy comes and he's in college, he's starting to be a doctor and everything else. That's fine and dandy. There's a lot of doctors who are assholes. There's a lot of engineers who are assholes. There's a lot of lawyers who are douchebags. There's a lot of... Oh, yeah. It does yeah. not matter to me as much as what they're doing at the moment. It matters to me a lot, their character, how they treat my daughter or son, and what kind of individual how they, they treat are. us yeah i wow. mean how they treat us is going to be how they treat me, their own parents how how they treat us is going to tell me a lot about how they treat their own parents mm-hmm. um and then it, what the type of person like i'm I'm similar to your comfort where if i sit down with someone five minutes i know exactly what kind of person they are doesn't matter what those five minutes are they try to put the yeah. biggest front in the world they try to make oh yeah in five minutes you give me i will know exactly what kind of person they are if they're good or if they're not good um and i feel like that would be the same for me like it could be a gentleman who is you know 
uh, studying to be uh, an attorney who's in law school, who's doing all these things, but he could be abusive to my daughter because I've seen it in my own example in my own life where someone who's very well put together, who's making a lot of money, is abusive to someone. Yeah. And you know that can be physical abuse, that can be mental abuse, mm-hmm. that, can, that can be a lot of abuse, emotional abuse. Um, and if that happens, then that person is not going to leave my house without an ass whooping. But <laughs> I will be able to know. And the gentleman who works at Foot Locker, right? Um, it could be a dropout of high school, but at the same time, I can't talk shit because I dropped out of college technically, right? I well, I failed out of college, right? I missed up, and I worked at a restaurant for a long time. And if you put that in a piece of paper and you didn't put anything of the other stuff that's attached to me, just a college dropout who works at a restaurant, I'd be equivalent to the guy working at Foot Locker. And I had aspiration and dreams, and he, I'm sure, has aspiration and dreams as well. But it tells me a lot more by talking to him and sitting down with him or her, depending on if it's a woman, you know, what if my daughter likes women, what if my, my son likes men, doesn't matter. Um will tell me a lot more than just their general resume, right? Because once again, he could be working at Foot Locker and he could have taken a misstep or he could have left to handle something else or he could be a complete douchebag idiot who works at Foot Locker. But He's just like selling shoes and playing video games. Could be. And I will tell my, <laughs> my son or daughter and I will say, hey, this person is a loser who's selling video games. Now, if he treats you well and you love him or love her and, and you feel like they're, okay, give it some time, but, you know, make sure that you don't get pregnant or you don't get the other person pregnant. <laughs> don't elope. Um, and then you're good. Like, I just think that basic surface level ain't going to tell me shit. And yeah. it's going to be a much more deep dive for me. And once again, I think for my children, for our children, um, it's going to be a lot on them, right? It's your life, right? It's what you yeah. want to do. I can guide you to a certain point. I can tell you this person's going to be this, this person's going to be that based on the experience I have with people. But I ain't going to sell you for a couple chickens and you marry off someone else, bro. Like, I'm not going to arrange a marriage for you. You have free will. And if you I want to. I just hope you know that I'm smiling real big because I know I married the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, yeah, this is, it's just for me. It's always how I, I've thought, right? Mm-hmm, because, yeah. you know, it's, it, I was in a similar boat. When we met, I was a college dropout who was working in a restaurant. If you would have taken everything true. else out, that's I all I was. I didn't know who he was. Yeah, I had no idea what you did. And that's all I was. And, you know, that's why I think it, it's a lot more experience. And people do change, bro. I mean, Jeff Bezos no, no, I, I sold, sold books out of his garage. But I think when when parents... They're a little standoffish yeah. when race gets thrown in there now. Absolutely. Because now it's not just a, a Hispanic kid working at Foot Locker who's dropped out. Now it's a black kid who dropped out of high school and is working at Foot Locker. I'm they're sorry. They're going to be a lot more standoffish. they to be like, well, no. Even if they're a Hispanic kid. No, but I think with that, like you said, um, it's also when, like your parents think of okay, you also have this other hurdle to do in life, right? And our parents in this older generation, even like your generation still, compa, thinks like, okay, well, the world isn't going to accept them as a couple because they're an interracial couple and they're going to get all this shit thrown at them. 
and yeah. I want to protect my children. Go ahead. I Mama. also was gonna say I'm sorry. I've been no, holding. I have been holding back on a lot of things throughout this whole thing. I just don't know when to come in into this episode. But um, <laughs> um, I was gonna say I also feel like part of the reason as to why our parents probably feel maybe like the more the scare like oh my god a black guy or oh my god a I don't know Asian or something else is probably because they don't really know much about their culture or like who they are and so they're really no saben and so I guess it's already hard sometimes with a Hispanic kid who drops out of high school or whatever and then you come home with your parents to your parents they tell them oh this is my boyfriend or you know this is my girlfriend I mean that's already hard but they sometimes I feel like maybe they're more open to it because they feel like oh he's Hispanic I can probably connect we can mm. probably work something no. out and whatever. And when it's someone that's not similar to you, to a yeah. similar background, they feel como que, oh my God, now it's like even harder. Like, yeah. como le vamos a hacer? So I feel like that's also part of the reason. And now I can also tell you like from my parents, they've always been open to whoever, right? They've have been, I had boyfriends who, again, were not as great as Frankie, have had some sort of, you know, issue, like, you know, personal you know probably not like 100 there to like to my parents um uh, standards i guess of who they wanted for me or whatever but they've been pretty open about it even though sometimes they were not like 100 with my decision like they again and i've never really dated anyone outside of the hispanic i've never dated anyone that's not hispanic so i feel like they've always felt like okay maybe i can work with something you know yeah. they can or something you know and I, I also believe that that has a lot to do with that they play in to a lot of the stereotypes. Yeah, that's yeah. also another thing. Um, it's, I feel like stereotypes really don't work, I mean, at all. Because they always go back, oh, but, you know, I always see this and I always see that. But they don't really see it. It's just the stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. That's what they see. So that's one thing. And I also never really finished saying, because Frankie brought up like another question, um, where Compa asked me about what do I think when I have my kids, if they were to bring home, you know, someone is probably not Hispanic. And again, I would be open to it. I would not, I wouldn't say like, oh no, you can't bring this person, but I would definitely want to know the person. I would definitely want to know like about this person, everything. I guess a fear of mine would be, when I have my children, I really want to teach them about their culture. I want to teach them. I mean, they're Mexican. I really want to teach them about being Mexican and and embracing everything. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I'm sorry, but I'm a proud Mexican. And I and it's, it's a culture beautiful. that's dying. And it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, everything. Yes, there's violence. But there's violence in the U.S. There's like violence there's everywhere. violence everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, I hate it when people say like, "Oh, there's nothing to be proud of to be a Mexican because there's this." No, but look at, look at the roots. Like look at you know the culture and the language, look look at look at more everything. the food. And I guess like one of my fears is that that's that's one of my fears. Like that my kids are gonna grow up and it's, especially if they get, for example, they get married with you know a white guy or if they get married with. Uh, you know, in Asian, I, I'm scared that they're going to lose that or that they'll just, that they don't know their own heritage, that they don't know their own culture. And so then by them moving into someone, for example, that's like really strong into what they 
you know, believe in and yeah. they have a strong culture, they're, yeah. they're, they're only going to be exposed to that or they're going to be scared of like, oh, so how do I introduce this of me? That's, I guess that's my fear. I so I, you come in as a parent to ensure that your children are proud of their culture and that yeah. they know how to embrace it. Like, so I, I don't think that small. would be a young age. Yeah. I yeah. Don't think that that is. would be an issue after they've already no, have i know but i guess identity. that's that's like one of my fears of them like not sticking to it from a young age mm -hmm. and them growing into into Can that not. they're around yeah. me they better know speaking <laughs> spanish and their culture <laughs> no yeah. no i know <laughs> yeah and also like another thing like me growing up like i've never experienced some sort of like racism like that for being mexican or anything like that but mm -hmm. something that i i don't know if it's like racist or not but one of the things that i've always struggled with like growing up it's I've, I've always have been judged and like made fun of and the fact that I grew up really religious like catholic and I would spend most of the time at church either playing the violin at the mariachi the youth mariachi singing a choir or dancing um mexican folkloric dancing mm -hmm. like I've always been laughed at I've always been like judged and people have always thought that oh i thought i was the perfect you know the perfect girl like i was such a saint because this and that and it's like te la crees? Ex exactly <laughs> it's like i like to have right like i like to have fun yes I, I did make that assumption but we'll talk about this after yeah like people people have always thought that you know i i, I don't know like they they always think that in this and especially in my family they thought like, oh, she thinks she's like on another level. She, she's too she good thinks for she's too good. She thinks como que I've always felt that. And yeah. actually, I did have two two of my cousins who actually did tell me that. Like, oh my God. And it wasn't until one time that my parents had left to Mexico and I had to stay with, with my aunt and my uncle that my two girl cousins, like I was staying with them for, I don't know, like a week or two, I don't remember where they actually got to know me. They didn't have another choice because I was there. So they actually got to know me and they were like, oh my God, she's actually funny. Or like, oh my God, like there's more to her than yeah. just like, oh, whatever. Oh, she thinks she's too pretty. And oh, se viste, viste bonito. She dresses nice and she thinks she's all that. And she thinks she's such an angel. And it was like, oh my God, we were like kind of upset that you were going to stay with us, but you're different. Like, yeah, you're, you're a little better and whatever. So I'm kind of glad that that happened and whatever, but I've always been laughed at. I've always been like judged. I've always have always struggled with that growing up, but it hasn't really affected me that much or maybe it has, but yeah, everything si lo he sentido and yeah, but and at the same time, uh -huh. yeah, like, but at the same time, like it, I've never stopped until this day. I mean, I still play a violin up to this day. I still sing. I don't dance anymore, but it's something that I'm never going to forget. You know, it's something that I'll, I can pick up again and, you know, whatever. No but <laughs> I know, she yeah. ditched me a dance. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's something that I've, and, I've and always been left at. That's yeah. another thing, right? Like that's part of the dying culture because Mexicans are super religious, right? The music, mm -hmm. the, the church, the dancing, all of that isn't engulfed in Mexico. Like if you are part of the church choir oh my god you're like top-notch person right like all hail you like if you are dancing my mom hated me because i didn't want to dance in mexico because if you know how to dance for chloric like you're on another level right like in mexico that's huge 
So that goes to show that the the culture is dying here. The fact that people are like, what you do that? Like they don't understand that that's all part of being a Mexican. Like you yeah. go to church every Sunday and you listen to that music and you know. And it sucks. And also like it's music. It's like, again, it's not people always think that it's just mariachi and people think that it's just uh you know banda like no there's like so much there's more there's so, so more. much more it's mm-hmm. like get to know it and stuff and yeah it's just yeah i think that's, uh, that's the way to remove racism in general just like just yeah. get to know the cultures you have well, to understand different cultures and different people and things well that won't remove racists well, because no. racists are gonna not care about the culture but i think yeah for us and for for like future generations yeah, like it, we can't control everybody in the world but we can control the people that we educate and raise right. fortunately for me that includes 30 more people oh, but I was like, Wait, what <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's it's for me it's yeah, always been like know. when i like i said i grew up in an all white school so that made me very ashamed of my culture but mm-hmm. now I'm extremely proud of my culture. I think That's I identify right. as my I identify myself as a Mexican. Um, you know, I'm Mexican American. If someone asks me what you are, I'd say I'm Mexican. Someone I always say I'm Mexican too. I say, <laughs> I'm, say Mexican I'm Mexican or I'm Mexican American because para mí like los raíces son más fuerte que, que lo de aquí porque like for me it's a lot to do with my culture, a lot to do with my people. Like I always say hypothetical scenario, like you to travel back in time, where would you go? Like, my number one thing would mm-hmm. be to go to the first descendant of mine. Like, mm-hmm. the first descendant of mine, I want to just go and understand them and everything else. Like, it's so important to me, and it's so important to pa- be passed down to my children. Like, yes, my children are probably going to go to schools where they're not going to be in the inner city, or they're not going to be at this uh, school where it's uh, as colorful as Curie. He's not going to be a condor? What? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> My kids are going where I'm teaching, and I'm not teaching in the suburbs. So no, but that doesn't mean that there's you're going to be teaching at Curie. But um, I can't teach high school. They're not going to be. They're not going school. to be doing doing those things. So I'm, but I'm still not going to let them lose what they are. Like to me. If my kid ever tells me I'm American, I'd slap you and be like, no, bro, you are Mexican. I would totally want them to be born in Mexico, actually. Uh, no, I wouldn't want that far because, you know. <laughs> I but, was born in Mexico and I was fine. Yeah, that's true. But coronavirus. Um, <laughs> We're not having children tomorrow. I understand. But still, it's an excuse I can use. Uh, it's the, Unless I, you want to. I'm I down. would. No, I'm good. Thanks. So. Um, <laughs> Where's your little thing? Este, I would, I would be very upset if my children mm-hmm. didn't speak Spanish and didn't have the culture and didn't understand, like, even yeah. the, the little things, right? Like, carnazadas or, like, the fact yeah, that, like, we say lonjas and, like... To communicate, especially, like, with their grandparents. Especially, yeah. And like, in, in my, in my dad, yes, he knows English and, and he mom? understands it. But my mom really doesn't. And I Same want them to be able to you know communicate with them and to you know to learn from them as much as they possibly can you know with their grandparents because i mean i really did really didn't have that with my mom's mom like yeah. she's she's always been in mexico so i never really had that and then with my dad's mom she's always been traveling always back from here to mexico and i mean i've never felt as close like i mean i just don't like i yeah i don't know how to explain but yeah i respect her and everything but i don't have that so again like i 
that's something that I, I do would want and I would look forward to and hopefully. It's just know. also like we don't understand how much of ourselves is from our ancestors. Like, you know, the yeah. characteristics that we have and a lot of it is, you know, environment. It is uh, nurture, but it's a lot of it is nature, right? It's it's genetics. It's yeah. the type of people that we are and everything else. And um, yeah, I think it's it's tough. And going back to this whole point of like the racism part, yeah, it breaks my heart when I see racism against you know other Hispanics, but also just people, yeah, people in, 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 general. in general. Yeah. Like yeah. if I what happened in the airport for me. If that was to happen to a, a, a black woman or a, an Asian woman or a, another one, I would have my same reaction would have been the same. I think mm-hmm. it, I, I don't run away from that because I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right because for me, I see that my ancestors went through that at one point in their life, right? Maybe not in a kiosk and maybe not in this and that, but right. you know, growing up in the Chicano movement and everything else, like. Racism was a lot more prevalent in the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. Yeah. So I don't, I look at a situation like that and I don't only see myself, but I see the millions of people like me that went through that or the millions of other people that, of other colors that went through that. And it's just like, why, why do we have to live in a world where you're, you're yelled at for, you know, being a different color, right? And Speaking a different language. Speaking a different language. Like people, oh, and, you have to speak English. This is America. And I, Motherfucker. There is no official language There's in no official language. Yeah, no. Yeah. English. First of all, America is North and South, so that includes Latin America, which includes Spanish. Also, there are more countries that speak Spanish than English, first yeah. of all. And second of all, the actual number one spoken uh, language in the world is now going to be Mandarin Chinese because we are lazy and we don't want to learn any other language. That's why. Mm-hmm. So, well, go ahead. Yeah, and yeah, and just because of all these, you know, you know, like, I don't want to say incidents, but like, or maybe they are incidents, I don't know. But because of these things, like, for example, like what you experienced in the airport and stuff, because of that, and because of, uh, unfortunately, the president that we have now, you know, um, pretty much gave the, the green light yeah. to all these, you know, hidden um, bigots like Frankie said. Positive racists. Um, yeah. Yeah. He pretty much gave the green light for all of them to come out and actually show their true colors. Um, and because of because of the world that we're living in now, I feel like a lot of kids are growing up to be like, oh, I'm American. And oh, oh yeah. no, I don't speak Spanish. Oh no, I don't speak Chinese. Or I mean, not Chinese. I mean, yeah, Chinese, right? Okay. <laughs> I just don't want to be racist. <laughs> um, or no, I don't, I don't, um, you know, whatever it is. But yeah, I feel like because of all of that, I just feel like these newer generations, I really true do truly do believe that they're being influenced by that. And they're trying to fit in as much. And they're trying to, you know, because they have it wins on, like they yeah. feel a little bit of shame. But yeah. a part of that, part of that, I feel it's like parents, like even if, you know, you're, your child is like your first generation born here. Like, please like show them like, it's like, it's not going to harm them to teach them about, you know, their, their, um, their, or yeah, their, their Roots. parents country. And, you know, Bro. like show them like where they come from and let them be proud and like always, you know, reaffirm that because if you really do take the time to teach your children about this and make them feel proud and, you know, they we will they will they will stand up they will be the people to stand up and i do believe that you know hopefully we live in a better 
and a better time. So, you know? so mm-hmm. what do you think? What do you guys think is the solution? Huh? Because education. When education, okay, for who? Wait, what's the solution to what though? You didn't to, to to the racism because it always seems to be directed towards Hispanics or Latin America. You will never see. Well, I'm not going to say never because you do rarely see it, and then they get their asses beat. But when a Anglo-Saxon or a white person says something to an African-American, which is rare, it has happened, but it's very rare. That person obviously gets their ass kicked and then, you know, they regret ever Um, opening their fucking mouth. But every time that it's go back to your country or speak English or whatever racist slur you can think of, it's always directed towards the Hispanic community. I feel because they because we're not technically from here. Yeah, or also because they, okay, I feel, I, are African American. I yes, truly, sorry, I don't know. I just truly think that no. we just turn around. We'll, we'll, we want to be the bigger person and be like, all right, I'm just gonna ignore them or whatever. So ellos ya están acostumbrados. Oh, I can get away, you know, with saying that to this person. Honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound racist or like, or or you know be the stereotypical person in in this sort of scene but no african-american that i've known would ever you know no no i have not seen it i have don't think that any of them would just stay quiet they would actually stand up and i feel that because the, the majority that i know actually stand up i feel como que they know oh shit i cannot get away with it with them like but I can with I have these people. to say to that. Um, Marco ahead. brought up a good point that I hadn't noticed about myself um, or my mother. Um, I have always grown up being complacent. I never challenged anything. I never even asked for, like, I didn't like onions growing up, but I would never ask for a burger without <laughs> onions, ever. I would never complain if it was wrong. Like, it was just like, no, that's fine. Like, I'll just pick them out. Um, and, I'm and, laughing because this was still occurring until, like, about three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and Marco was like, it's because you were taught to not make noise you were taught to not make yourself visible you were taught to not bring attention to yourself because you could be removed like this yeah so mexicans traditionally coming from a different country we are told that we should hide when we see the police we should behave and not bring attention to ourselves and not make a scene because we could be taken away from here in an instant And that's something that African-Americans and other people that have been traditionally lived here for longer, they don't have to worry about that. That's not something that can affect them. They can fight back. What's the worst thing that they're going to do? They get arrested. If I were to get arrested two years ago, I'd be deported. Like it's not it's it's not that simple of like just fighting back. It's it's more of a what's more worth it. Standing up for myself in the system or staying in this country with my family. So I feel like that's why for a lot of Mexicans, at least those who have been immigrants, that's why they're they're not fighting back. They're why not they ignore speaking it. Why up. they ignore it because and they're just like keep walking. Right, yeah. because it's not worth it. It's not worth losing everything to protect yourself in this one instance. Like it's I would much rather walk away than lose everything that I have. 
Do we have I'm a round of a, that Do we point. have a round of applause yeah. button? We don't. Oh, we don't. No, but I'm glad that you well, brought up yeah. that point. I haven't. <laughs> I didn't see it that way, but I guess that really does explain as to why a lot of them just, you know, turn around and not say anything. The thing is, we are very, very humble people. We are yeah. very humble people. Somos muy dejados, muy calladitos. Because what we want to do is look better for ourselves and our family. No, go ahead. That's not true. Some of yeah. us. The majority of Mexicans are, are very humble people. But first generation have you, immigrants. Have you heard your tíos? <laughs> My tíos? Like in general. No, like he just said like, have you heard your tíos? Like, everyone's it's just tío a, is it's like just loud, obnoxious. Oh, yeah. But talk like, shit to each other. It's like. Yeah, but I'm saying in the sense. <laughs> in the sense of outside of the family to the general yeah. public and everything else. Yeah, in because the, in, we've always been like serve, serving. Yeah, we've always been we've been a subservient culture. And, yeah, and you know we've we've Even always within like our households, like nos, people come in and it's like, what would you like to drink? Is everything okay? Yeah. Do you need anything yeah. else? Like we're always muchos modales, mucho. Yeah, and I yeah. think that nos no nos dejamos like like you said, coma like. You know, if it's another culture, typically they respond right away, right? And it's a huge issue and they, they get together and they, they go against it. But for us, you know, we've been enduring it because that insecurity, right? We can't, a lot of our people can be removed from this country if they are arrested, if they make noise. If we make noise, it brings a spotlight to us and to our family. And what we are as a people is we're very family oriented. We want to make sure that our family is okay. So we mm-hmm. will endure that. Um, no matter what it is. And it brings me up to an interesting point, right? Couple. A couple months ago, I stumbled uh, across a video about this, uh, this PTA meeting or meeting of, of people, of uh, parents in Michigan. This town in Michigan, I think it's, uh, it's called Celine, Michigan. Let me see. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Celine, Michigan, right? Where these children, um, high school students, were abusing other high school students with racist messages right calling them gorillas and the n-word and wetbacks and beaners and and scratching them literally scratching the the names of that into their lockers and sending them on snapchat and everything else um and it crossed the line when they got physical and they i guess they put that name on on a kid like they they put a, a racial slur on a kid with a pencil um and so the town the school suspended four of these kids and they had a whole town meeting essentially in that meeting one one uh parent parents i'm sorry i don't want to say <laughs> one parent was talking about his son and how he went to go say goodnight to his son and when he went to go say goodnight to his son his son turned around and was crying and was crying because he did not want to go to school tomorrow because of the racism that he felt and he did not want to go to school tomorrow because of the white kids not allowing him to live in peace and comfortably right and this this father said in at that moment i didn't know what to do i never i never thought that in this country that this would happen and he says i never wanted my son to be taunted about his heritage and then this white father in the meeting while this the man has the stage says then why didn't you stay in mexico yeah and that to me speaks volumes, right? And the my reaction to that would have been to turn around and smack that guy and do more issues because then that would have that would have made me upset. That would have made me mm-hmm. extremely. And I'm very proud of the people who stood up 
Yeah, and there were a lot of people at the yeah. moment, and if you see the video, there's a lot of people at the moment that said, you know, like, you, you, you need, need to leave. leave and the whole thing. Yeah. Right. But yeah. the reaction of the gentleman, the reaction of the man, the reaction of the father, the Mexican father, was... He didn't say anything. No, he, he laughed it off, right? He, he laughed it off. And that speaks volumes to the immigrants that come to this country and, and how they react to racism, right? They laugh it off. They rather laugh it off than cry. They rather laugh it off than hurt the other person out of anger or anguish. They rather do that than stick up for themselves and bring more issues to them. And I think that comes back to what you were saying, Koma, where like our people, our culture, like that's what we've done, right? We laugh it off. We we push it aside. We mm-hmm. we try to let it not affect us. But that's inherently something that we've experienced our entire existence yeah. in this country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that and that, this was in Michigan, right? Michigan, you know, uh, a state that's three hours away from us, four hours away from us, right? This is a state that went blue to Barack Obama in both elections. It went red to Trump because a lot of people, but it went to, to blue in 2008 and 2012. Like, and, and for someone like to say that in a meeting, right, where everyone's voicing their opinions about how children are being filled and how a child wants not to go to school and it is suicidal essentially because that's what you're driving him to and then you wouldn't say that crack of shit like yeah bro like that that is why and then the reaction of the gentleman right the reaction of of the crowd is great right get out of here you need to leave there was an african-american gentleman in that in that clip that got up and went towards the white guy went storming towards the white guy yeah. Right, storming towards the white guy, and the father of the of the kid. And I'm not saying it's his fault or, or belittling him, but it's so deeply ingrained in us to just laugh the shit off, right? Turn the other cheek, focus on your family. Mm-hmm. Porque te importa esos pendejos, essentially. Yeah. And you know, I think until until your original question is why what stops racism? What's the solution? And What's I think the solution? the solution is there is no solution. I think the solution is you have to do everything within your power to progress it. Because, you know, a, a lot of times we like to think that these ideals and these norms and these things mm-hmm. are only in the older generations, right? But look at Candace Owens, right? An African-American woman in her 20s spewing BS, saying that Maude Aubrey was, was rightfully killed and murdered, right? She has a national platform. She has millions of Twitter followers. And she's not accepted by her own culture, but she's accepted by another type of culture. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it doesn't, I don't think this is going to stop. But I don't I think th- that we have to keep on keeping things status yeah. quo. I think the solution is, or the solution relies on the newer generation. The generation that has no more fear to be kicked out of the country. The generation that was born here and has that right to be here because they have every right as anyone else. So I think the responsibility to change it really relies on them. Because, mm-hmm. yes, I understand our, you know, our older generation, our, you know, our, our parents, most of them are immigrants. Most of them came into the country as immigrants and whether, you know, they got their citizenship through Clinton or not. They... Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Reagan. Wow. My parents. Yeah, Reagan. Yeah, we Reagan. Reagan. 
Reagan. Oh, your parents got it. Well, no, you, you can get your citizenship in various ways, but Reagan was in, was uh, when it amnesty. was amnesty. Amnesty. Mm-hmm. That's when right. But I'm 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 saying that they got it because Clinton made it easier yeah. during those during during his years during his presidency. He made it a lot easier. So my entire family, excluding yeah. like one or two uncles, became citizens during that time. So, but a, a lot of people didn't. A lot of people, yeah. you know, are still out of fear. Even Just, Reagan didn't. didn't. Yeah, during Reagan, a lot of people didn't they, want to. They didn't want to. Right. So didn't. I understand that part, that they're afraid of being deported. Yeah. Which is why they're submissive. But now the newer generation. Yeah. They don't have that same fear. No. They are U.S. citizens. There's no one in this world that can tell them that they don't belong here. So I think the responsibility now falls on them. Yeah. And which is why I tell you when I'm like, I'm counting the days (laughs) for me to witness something because they cannot do shit to me. If I slap the shit out of a whoever, a racist bigot, nothing is going to happen to me but slap the fine and a couple nights in jail. Nah, I'll get you out. I will. I will. It'll be worth it. I will be there first to bail you out. Because I will have flashbacks of that fucking asshole who said, run, spick, run. (laughs) So it will definitely be worth it. And the first person who says some shit is just going to get the bear of it all. Unfortunately. Sorry for that person. And, And that's where the cycle starts breaking. When people start reacting, and I hate to incite violence, yeah, but sometimes I really do feel. That it's the only way because I get the talking. I get yeah. the let's let's sit down and have a conversation and try to understand each other and have a cup of tea and why are you Kumbaya. racist? Why are you you know, yeah, I get that part. But it hasn't worked. Yeah. And with some of these people, they're so embedded in hatred mm-hmm. and racism, I don't believe it will work. Yeah. And I think the only solution is for the racism to get slapped out of them, basically. Yeah. Or to a point where it, it they go back into the little holes. They crawl into the little holes and <laughs> and go away from society until the next racist bigot you know makes it popular again. Mm-hmm. But I really do feel it that all lies on the newer generation. Yeah. They should feel empowered yeah. because they have this responsibility. They nothing nothing could touch them besides you know a couple court fines and a couple nights in jail. At most. But again, I'm not inciting violence. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But stand up. Stand up. to If you see racism, don't just turn the cheek. Stand up, especially if you have nothing to fear. Stand up. Try to correct the person. Stand up for those who can't. Exactly. Stand Mm -hmm. up for those who can't because, yes, they live in fear, but there's no reason you should. And there's no reason for the cycle to continue. And until we start fighting back and i don't mean the word fight as in physical altercation i'm glad you said that yeah but until we start fighting (laughs) until we until we start fighting back we're not we're never going to gain the respect that we deserve yeah well i have just two points to that because and hopefully to close us out well yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) we'll be here all night (laughs) it's the one that's why you should make sure that the new generation knows about their culture and their history yes mm-hmm. and where they come from because if not they're not going to want to fight for shit suffered. Yes. right because oh. if they understand what their ancestors that suffered or the culture the beauty of everything that that, that they've come from they they're going to think that just being racist is american and they're american yeah and then they're going to end up being one of those people that ha- hate their own race and also yeah. be yeah. you know be one of those people yeah i'm not mexican i'm american my parents were mexican i'm gonna get the mm-hmm. in my face, bro. 
Um, and then two, how do you think that's worked for the African-American community? Because the African-American community has nothing to lose. They have absolutely nothing to lose. They can't be deported. They can't be incited. They equally fight and they vocalize. And what's happened to them has been abuse, terror, um, jail. I mean, I understand your mindset of, you know, fight for your rights and everything else. But based on what's happened with other cultures, it's not going to stop. And it's, you know, the African-American community went through a horrendous thing with slavery. And it went through in this country. And, you know, that was something that is never going to be able to be removed, no matter how much the government and the, the, the culture tries to remove it from memory. Right. And they fought for their rights and they fought for that. And they've been jailed, locked up, killed, abused, patrolled. I mean, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, a bunch of crowd of people, gangbangers, I'm talking about, you know, Martin Luther King, peaceful people, like, yeah. you know, that they're just trying to make a better life for themselves and they once again stand up and they're just abused and everything else. So I don't There's think a, that what there, you're saying, you know, the Malcolm X of, you know, brown power and fight for your rights and everything else, I agree with it, but I don't think that's the way that it's going to end. It's, it's only going to in my opinion, it's only going to continue the I don't racism. Think there's a silver bullet. Here, here, there is a difference. There's not. Here's the difference though. Yo. When when African Americans yeah. want to fight right, you've they've been fighting their entire lives. Yeah. But when they choose to fight now, yeah. it's against the wrong people. It's against the police officers that have the power mm-hmm. to put a bullet through their fucking dome. That is not a fight you're gonna win. That is the time to be submissive. But how many times have you seen, excluding the Aubrey case, how many times have you seen just a random white person disrespect an African-American willingly? They don't. And they don't out of fear. Because they know what the Afri- most African-Americans are capable of. And I really do feel that, you know, yes, they are continually fighting. And they will continue to fight. Racism is not going away anytime soon. But until the Hispanic community starts demanding respect of the general population, of the general public, it'll be more controlled. Because obviously you can't pick a fight where you're going to lose. You can't bring a knife to a gunfight. So if you start resisting arrest and start you know, wanting to express your rights against law enforcement, I understand where you're coming from. It's just the wrong fight to pick. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does, but I think it's something. Yeah, I mean, this is, like I said, this is a topic. It's uh, We can go on for hours. That's why I wanted to not tell you guys what I wanted to talk about yeah. today. Yeah, well, it was a great topic, and it's very it's very controversial. But, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no right answer, and like you said, there's no silver bullet. Like, there's no... Nope. There's no end to it, but... <laughs> no end But, uh, you know... Be good to your fellow people. Yeah. That's all I can say. Don't, be nice. you know, be nice to everyone's human here. We're all yeah. here for the same purpose, for the same goals. I will definitely judge you on your appearance before <laughs> I judge you, before I judge you on your race. That's, that's actually very true. That is very Ricky. true. I that don't care if you're white, him. black, brown, green, or orange. If you just, if you butt ugly and you dress ugly. 
<laughs> be sure I'm judging you. This is Frankie 100. Be sure that I am Yowie! judging you 100%. <laughs> oh my God. But, you know, be kind to your fellow human beings. Yeah. And with that, we are out. I was Frankie. I'm Marco. <laughs> Lucy. And Karen. I was Frankie. <laughs> I was because you've, you've opened some deep wounds, man. He's going to go track down that guy. Who said speak? Who said it? <laughs> you've opened some deep wounds. I might cry myself to sleep tonight. <laughs> and we are... Come on. Later, guys. Bye, guys. Don't Bye. be an asshole, people. Bye. <laughs>